Hello, hello, and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Yellow Card. And let me tell you why it's special. It is the international break, so there are a lot of international matches going on, but that's not what we're going to talk about this week. And neither really much about the EPL. What we're going to fo- focus on this time is one and only Diego Maradona, because he was just an amazing player. There's a lot to be discussed about him, a lot of controversy, but more than controversy, he will forever be remembered as one of the best players that there is in the game. And of course, who can forget his hand of God goal? Hi, Zipane. How are you? And what are your thoughts on the one and only Maradona? Hey, Chirag, what's up? A truly, truly special episode for a truly, truly special player in Diego Armando Maradona. What a player, what a life. Unfortunately, we were just at an age where we didn't probably see him in his prime. But the legend has always carried through and it's always been part of, you know, football myth and football legend. The kind of life he had, the kind of talent he had and all of this the idea actually came from this film that is there on Netflix now, Diego Maradona, directed by Asif Kaparia. I think Chirag, you watched it, I watched it, and let's let's just start talking about what we went through while watching it. Well, honestly, feelings of very very mixed emotions because remember that he had the responsibility of his family from a very very young age, and. With that kind of talent, that kind of responsibility, it wasn't easy for him to shoulder so much responsibility and put his head down and play the game. And I think that's what he did for a lot of his young life. I think they moved into an apartment in uh, Argentina, just near the stadium, I think, um, at the age when he was probably 16 or 17. He, he, he had said that he always wanted to buy his parents an apartment. That was one of his you know dreams, per se. And... It's definitely a very hard life because he's not had it easy at the start. Very, very difficult, in fact, if anything. So I won't say it wasn't very easy. It was extremely difficult. So for a young lad coming from literally nowhere to actually put his head down, focus on football and be successful, it must have been extremely, extremely hard. After that, obviously, came the press, the drama, the drugs and a lot of things with it. But at the start, I think he was just an exceptionally talented football player who wanted to do one thing, and that is play the game because he loved it so much. Yeah, exactly. And what, as you said, I mean, he came from this very humble beginnings, almost rags to riches kind of story. And at the start, he had nothing. And I think in the start of the movie also, they show him mentioning that, you know, when he discovered football and that's what, you know, gave him everything. That's what gave him the drive. That's what gave him a sense of purpose, a sense of being and a way out from the conditions that he was in and he put everything into the game all of himself all of his life all of his efforts towards football and it it was a case of you know the classic underdog becoming a genius kind of a story and that's how it developed through and through with some troubles in between even before he achieved the heights that he achieved he had some troubles where you know success was right there when he went to a club like barcelona but then things didn't go as per plan when he was at Barcelona. And then Napoli happened. And after that is when the legend of Maradona, the myth of Maradona, really starts to grow and flourish. Absolutely. And one has to think that, imagine the likes of Maradona going to a club the size of Barcelona. First of all, 
what must have gone through his mind because coming from i think it was boca juniors to a club like barcelona weight of expectations because obviously he's been bought because everybody has heard of maradona he's that good then he goes ahead gets injured doesn't have you know that kind of an impact on the team his lifestyle of course is also affected because he says you know what i'm going to just go do whatever i want i'm going to party when i want and you can see that a young maradona maybe not doesn't have exactly the correct guidance or the head on his shoulders per se to go through what it takes to probably become that successful at a club the likes of barcelona and then to finally get an actual break because a team like napoli actually saw value in him and the president of napoli actually invested in him that's saying something so before we go on to the time at napoli because a lot happened at napoli is there anything else you'd like to say about his time at barca i think uh, just that you know this is where the insecure genius kind of comes in i think we've seen this in a lot of legends in different sports that you know there is this inner demon or that inner feeling of insecurity that is always there it's persistent it's something that they achieve to eradicate from themselves and that's what drives them and at barcelona i i think from what he says and from what you read is that he always never got that love or that feeling of belonging that's why napoli was Uh, such a turning point for maradona i i i absolutely agree i i was going to say the same words that sense of belonging for him was not there at barcelona and in terms of napoli it was almost like family because when he actually went to napoli first of all it was the homecoming of a great legend already per se because everybody was really really surprised and really really happy at the same time that a person of stature of maradona can actually come to a club like napoli and remember as far as i could see especially from the documentary it seemed like napoli were towards the end or bottom of the italian league at that time they were struggling so they were not used to they didn't have that winning mentality and in the first season of course that really affected maradona because that was the first thing he needed to come and change because it must have been really frustrating for a person the likes of maradona who is not actually getting picked up by a juventus or by a inter milan or an ac milan and instead napoli wanted him because he actually very honestly after his time at barca didn't have many options as to where to go so he was very lucky that napoli wanted him and he went there created that kind of a footballing mentality where post the first season you could say that they you know actually got it together and go right up there in the top half of the table or the top 4 5 where they could win they had that belief because of maradona he had actually managed to instill belief in the entire team that they were good enough to not sit down in the bottom rung of the table and actually fight for championships and what maradona did at napoli was literally nothing short of a miracle and i think there were two titles in that in that short span of time and al- along with the titles fame fortune drugs women a lot of things happened in a short period of time to a very very young maradona and you got to remember that it's not easy to face these kind of situations at that age and actually know how to deal with them with that maturity and come out on top so it's it's not about whether he was right or wrong to do things it's about certain situations just happened and at the same time of course he had the pressure of winning the world cup for his nation and that is again one of the greatest victories that could probably ever be there it's one of the greatest victories of all time and whether you 
love him or hate him because obviously that handover god goal is always going to be controversial and i want to know your thoughts on that especially but when you talk about the handover god goal you can literally hate him call him a cheater call him what you want if you saw that match and and literally like you said we saw it of the documentary recently there was an amazing amazing second goal that followed so it's not really like oh my god it's just that handover god goal that affected the game no and there was the way both maradona and argentina played throughout the tournament so you can't really you know grudge i i can't really hold that grudge and say look you know what if it wasn't for that hand of god goal they wouldn't have won they could have probably won it in any case yeah absolutely i mean see he carried that whole team uh, through just like he carried napoli through the seasons he carried the argentina team through during that world cup and that quarter final against england where you know he he got a hand to the ball and the ball went into the goal fair enough it's it's not technically a goal but even today till date with all the cameras and all the technologies that we have right now how many players do you see in how many games trying to get an advantage where they think they can get away with almost every game almost any that strike with war with, with war exactly exactly with all the technology we have players are still trying to get that advantage trying to get uh, you know whatever even if it's not there trying to get something out of it maybe diving you can say for an instance or fouling when they think the camera is not on them or the referee is not looking so this is this is part and parcel of the game you can't plan for it he couldn't have planned something for it he got away with it he got away with it. but you saw immediately 10 minutes later or so in that match the kind of goal he scored from taking the ball in his own half all the way through single handedly uh, no pun intended sorry but single handedly taking the uh, ball to the other end and scoring and getting that win for his team so the genius has always been there there is there will always be controversy no one in today's world or even the world of 20 30 years back can be absolutely loved you by everyone so there will always be certain people who will you know raise that one issue or the other but you can clearly see that the genius was there right along at that time in napoli and for argentina oh absolutely there can be no question about that and whether you love him or hate him like i was saying or whether you actually hail him as the best player of all time or not based on which era you're born in which era you who you've grown up watching or things like that i don't think you can deny that there will always be only one diego maradona because you, he was one hell of a personality like they said in the documentary probably there was a diego and there was a maradona i don't think any of us on the outside will have ever been exposed to diego we've always seen the maradona part i mean even while growing up or, or you know in, over the years where he's been the coach of argentina or and other clubs and also when he's actually been watching the some of the world cup matches just when he sits in the stands and the reactions he gives and especially the photo opportunities he gives you know that this is maradona he's a he's a really phenomenal personality he it it really speaks volumes about him and his emotions about the game of football because you can see it's all love it is simply the love of the game and another thing chirag when when the whole addiction happens with various drugs like cocaine and things like that during that time also he's performing on the field at his very best one of one of the titles with napoli came when he was already doing drugs when he was unhappy at napoli he wanted to get out he was troubled but still kept on performing on the field 
that that was what football was for him it was completely his world there on on the pitch he was the one who dictated everything that was his world he dominated it i couldn't have said it any better i think we should leave it at that debate because <laughs> it, it's it's there's nothing else to say he is one of the greatest players of all time so as far as i'm concerned on behalf of the yellow card on behalf of you and me grand salute to the one and only diego maradona absolutely correct on another note let's talk about someone that has been related to diego maradona i think he was the son in law for a short period of time none other than kunaguero because <laughs> lately it's been publicized that it's official now kunaguero will end the season at manchester city and end his contract at manchester city it will not be renewed so speculation number one where is he going to go barcelona chelsea inter milan there's been interest from a number of clubs including manchester united by the way the other thing is i think last week we had mentioned hopefully he deserves a statue well guess what he's going to get one so and deservedly so i mean this man has been a loyal servant of the club for more than a decade he's won them innumerable titles so i think there've been three premier leagues there've been a number of fa cups there've been a number of league cups just an amazing career in general and definitely one of the best players for manchester city the pain because he's been phenomenal and you know kudos to him absolutely absolutely agree with that he's been very very instrumental in manchester city's success and who can forget uh, i mean any manchester city fan will always remember that league winning goal and the commentator going aguero so uh, that that will be etched in all man city fans minds forever for their first premier league title and then may, who knows maybe before he goes uh, a champions league is in the offing and maybe he scores the winning goal in the final and that would be that that would like be the cherry on the cake that would be the ultimate swan song it would it would definitely be the ultimate swan song well ladies and gentlemen that's all from us tonight on this very special episode of the yellow card thank you all for listening it's been a pleasure we'll see you next week with more premier league action cheers everyone good night cheers